0: Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Many thanks for joining us on the Journal of Biophilic Design. We're thrilled to be joined by Victoria Kennedy and uh, Craig Edser of indoor garden design. Um, they're biophilic designers, uh, they bring nature and they sort of basically bring the outside in, into uh, homes, but mostly in commercial environments, um, workplaces, hotels, um, restaurants, and uh, yeah, they create some beautiful things. And if you're watching this on our website, the design.com or on YouTube, where you can search for the Journal of Biophilic Design, uh, pod, um, podcast you'll, uh, you'll see this lovely backdrop that's behind them so um, Victoria and Craig uh, many thanks for joining us Thank oh, you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank yeah. You. On that on that note, uh, maybe you'd like to sort of sort of introduce yourselves. Really, tell us what you do, and um and, and sort of really how you both got into planting. Probably you've got different journeys. So um, yeah, love to hear from you. Yeah,
1: yeah we ha- <laughs> we have got different journeys. They are sort of sort of strangely slightly similar on, on our timelines. Um, so I'm a biophilic stylist for indoor garden design. Um, and I. I started in the industry about, the interior landscaping industry about 18 years ago now. Um, It was totally by accident. Um, I started my career in events and the company I was working for closed down. Um, So I was just looking for for something sort of temporarily before I got back into the events side of things. And I started work for a company local to where I live, an interior plant company. And um, I started in process management, but I soon just fell in love with the more tangible side of, of, you know, what this company did, providing plants to offices. It was like it was wonderful. Um, So I thought, actually, I want to learn more about this. And I did some training um, for about probably about two years, just learning all about the different types of plants, their Latin names, um, you know, which plant works better in which kind of environment because different plants do you know, sort of thrive in different light levels and different conditions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, after about two years of learning about how to care for the plants and just the best environments for the plants, I went more into the design and creative side of things and just started working directly with the designers, the, the businesses and architects. And um, yeah, that's what I've been doing ever since. Okay. sort of you similar get, to you yeah, yeah
2: sort of similar to me so yeah so again i i also fell into it about 18 years ago so i've just moved here from um to london from australia um and i've worked in the racing industry in australia and, and i need to do something here so i got myself a lovely office job as a on the telephone debt collector which was absolutely awful and certainly didn't suit my personality you know i'm a very much people person i want to see people so um, one of my colleagues at the time she one of her best friends was working as a salesperson for an interior landscape company and she said oh they've got a, a position open for someone to come and you know water the plants so you know part of um What we what we do and what we offer is is a watering plant watering service. So to corporate clients and hotels and restaurants. So um, and that's where I started. So I started off as sort of what they call a maintenance technician. So um, you know one of my first my first job within the industry was walking going to client sites watering plants making sure they're sort of kept alive and clean and then and, and that gave me that that interconnection with people like you know see people get to that that mm. relationship with people and um, the knowledge
1: base and as the well. knowledge base
2: as well where you learn because you sort of did that i learned yeah. because i had to know how much water i needed mm. where i should put it what what i need to do it what i need mm. to do it what it's called what it's what what they call it what its real name is what what i need to call it when i order it so yeah. you know there's all these different sort of names people call things you know as well and and growing up in a sh- Growing up in Australia as well, you know, I was surrounded by plants and gardens and my mum was an avid gardener and she'd always drag me outside into the garden to sort of get my hands dirty and help her sort of plant her bulbs and her sweet pea and her irises and her marigolds and goodness knows what. So, um, you know, it's always been in my sort of psyche but never really I never really thought of it like where I could do it as a sort of career that I didn't really want to be a gardener but I really wanted to work with plants so um, and especially you know in, in London you don't want to be sort of well I didn't want to be working outside in the rain um, <laughs> I wanted to be inside but in not an office job so, <laughs> so yeah so, so that's why you know this was a perfect job for me um, mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's where I started 18 years ago. Mm-hmm.
1: And now you're general manager. Now I'm general manager. <laughs> <It>
2: <laughs> could happen to you too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's really nice it's nice for people listening who are kind of thinking about getting into biofilling design and they're trying to work out which route they're going to take are they going to go into sort of you know just into basic interior design or are they going to do but if they love plants then it's nice to know there's a ways in you know and also the whole watering malarkey is just another thing we can have a whole podcast on watering because uh, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. kill them with but, too much love
2: it's yeah the waterings <laughs> is absolutely amazing there's, there's, and that is a really key thing and you don't realize how important that you know it's important but like a the little, the little bit too much a little bit not you know not enough and, and it could really really affect the plants. We, we have a, a colleague here uh, Mandy that could literally probably bring a stick back to life mm-hmm. she is absolutely like oh. the, the most green-fingered person you'll ever meet in your life you sort of say oh what well, that's that's dying what can I do with that and she'd go oh do this and do that and, and do this yeah. and turn this and, and cut that and add a bit of this feed and add a of that feed and it's next minute it's just like it's
1: flourishing again. You're like well, yeah. how did you do that yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: you know and you know you you learn and you learn every day every mm-hmm. day you learn and and they all want a little bit of different something in their different locations as well plants it's that's 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 that's, that's, a, that's a weird thing as well you know you can be told that that plant likes lots of lime mm-hmm. it likes lots of water and and then you do that for it and, and it doesn't like it and then you just stop watering it and, and put it and put the blind down and then it starts thriving you're like oh come
0: on yeah yeah <laughs> it's great I mean sort of talking about sort of plants and and sort of in offices and stuff can you explain how plants make a difference I mean why should people put plants I mean you know, obviously we know about sort of biophilic design elements um but you know for you why why should people put plants in in these spaces and has there been like a shift in the trends as well in in these areas
1: um, well, I mean, I think on the, the biophilic element is, you know, that's, that's the main point, you know, we have an innate draw towards nature. Yeah. And, you know, I think the benefits that being close to nature provides us, you know, just for our well being, our mental health, our creativity, you know, why wouldn't we put greenery and planting inside a space, especially a space where we go to work or go to relax or, or wherever, you know, our homes, um, I mean, over the years, has been an absolute, like, plethora of research. (laughs) You know, I mean, the main one, I remember when I was starting and reading about was the the NASA study. And, you know, not only, obviously, the mental health benefits of having plants, which we will talk about, but, you know, they're good for our health as well, our our actual physical health. Um, I mean, if you just picture an office maybe this isn't the typical office now I think definitely the trends are going far away from this but you know think of a concrete office building and you go inside and there's just rows and rows and rows of desks um you know no sort of natural lighting bad lighting synthetic materials and carpets and um you know photocopiers churning out and And, you know, it was no wonder that the people were getting unwell, you know, and, um, you know, not only sort of actually the sick building syndrome, what it was doing, you know, for our physical health, but for for mental health as well. Um, But, you know, cut to the sort of more modern office environment and you've got planting in, you've got better lighting, you've got, you know, it's not just straight cut Edges, You know, there's, there's curves and I think planting provides that sort of curvaceous, luscious greenery that, that we want to be next to and, you know, it makes us more creative um, and less stress and inspires us and, you know, I think this is really, really important, you know, in all spaces, but especially the workspace
2: yeah and there's that what's what's happening now is that sort of intermixed of where you're working and living and you know you go to a meeting now in a in either a co-working space that has you know lots of plants or you go to a go to a bank like the local nationwide or hsbc they've all got plants in the reception in their sort of in the banking hallway that would just be very much a you know you walk in you do your business and you sort of walk out and now it's very much a oh we want to invite you in you want to feel like that you're at home so there's sort of a real crossover between. Mm-hmm. Um, um the, the the way you work and where you live and, and how it's all sort of becoming this blended environment and how how people are sort of trying to win um also um high caliber um
1: uh, staff staff yeah high
2: caliber high caliber staff to come and work for them because it, the draw you know you have a look at the amazons and the googles mm. and you know in america you know the same sort of here as well you know they're they're spouting about all those sort of the, the planting and the and the flexible working but the flexible working within the office space where there's zones where you can go and work by the plants where you can go and work you know you can go and work outside you know in the, in the, in the garden mm. and they're sort of really the the trends as well that where you know when I started it was this blue pot and it was whacked in a corner and you know we've got a plant enough, office corp- thank you <laughs> it was very corporate wasn't it yeah it would do
1: very sort of corporate structured office schemes for planting you know it would be everything was sort of very similar wasn't it whereas I think now it's about it's more eclectic it's less formal it's less structured mm-hmm. you know it's it, it there's something about it that just says choice there's more choice, I think you, you know, and as Craig said, you know, instead of going into work in your sort of designated place, you can choose where to work. And and you know, typically people like to go and work where there's there's sort of an inspiring backdrop. And I think planting just can really, really enhance that. Yeah. And you know, perspective I think but I also think on the on the trend side of things I also think you know not just sort of how things look I think there's been a huge shift in the status of planting on the design side of things and projects you know whereas when I first started it was a little bit we, we'd we get a call from a client or a designer and you'd be like oh we've got like a small amount in the budget left you know what can you put in what plants can you put in Um, And I think now it's the engagement is starting so much earlier, Mm -hmm. you know, we're working with architects, you know, before they've even drawn up their their vision, you know, and they're coming to us. I think, you know, we are guiding them through the practical element of how to bring their visions to life. You know, we, I mean, there's been so many times when we'll get a call from an architect saying, we want to put a silver birch tree in, you know, the middle of an atrium, how can we do that? You know, and we'll say, well, you, you can't. I mean, unless you want to have a twig in the, you know, in the middle of winter when all its leaves have fallen off. Um, but you know, how we can, we can make your, your sort of vision come to life by using a tropical species, um, like a ficus tree, which is, you know, has a beautiful, beautiful sort of big canopy on it and it can have a thick stem. So it'll give you that feeling of an outdoor tree in a park. Um, but we can make that happen, I guess. And I, it's it's so nice to now be being brought in at the stages of, of, the you know, the project starting rather than now can we put a silver birch yeah. tree into something where we've, you know, the lighting hasn't been, you know, sort of specified or got right. So mm-hmm. I definitely think engagement is...
2: Yeah, early engagement. And we've, we've got, I'm working work, working on a project in Canary Wharf at the moment that, that's not being installed until t- the end of next year. But what they're doing is designing the reception space around the tree, not the other way around. <laughs> so they want this eight meter tree, and then they're going to design the, the staircase and the fixtures and the fittings around the actual tree. So, where Victoria, when we first started, it was literally, what have you got left? Can we, what can we do with that? It's now like, oh, hang on. We've got this tree we're going to design the whole space around this tree and that's going to be where we're going forward mm. so. Um, the- and I
1: think that shows how important the status of biophilia now is you know I think it's it's really key you know you've got the well standard as well, you know, I think it's it's just not seen as a nice to have aesthetic thing anymore not
2: at all and m- mental health is a is a big issue and a big concern and a big topic on, on everyone's mind at the moment you know it's people working from home that aren't getting the interaction they need people working from home that are happy because they are not aren't getting that interaction <laughs> that they feel that you know there's a lot of there's a lot of things happening at the moment so um And and plants are great for mental health because I know that, you know, when I work from home, I don't have a plant in the room that I work in, but if I'm working from home, I'll go and grab one from my space and put it next to me Mm -hmm. so I can look at it all day and in front of me, not behind me, not not anywhere. So I'm sitting there on my computer looking out my window at a plant. And Mm -hmm. I think that is where offices are now and corporate spaces and retail are really, really wanting to sort of put planting into attract lots of people. You know, we're getting a lot of inquiries recently for cafes and restaurants that are, that are reopening on the 17th of May, um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and what they're looking to, to do is, you know, they've got some space and they're usually dark and, and they can't really have live planting. So they're looking for replica solutions that will sort of have that engagement, have that draw, but also have, have this beautiful space without having to have um, live planting because they want it on the roof, they want it all hanging from the roof, they want flowers, they want to be colourful and none of that's going to survive um, as a live plant but as a, as a replica plant up high um, and it, it, it's, it's this... still got
1: the biophilic element. Exactly. Because, you know we yeah. draw into Nature. green nature yeah. you know it doesn't have to be real you know it can be a picture you know <laughs> exactly
0: true <laughs> 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 Thank you for that. <laughs> 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 um I was going to say of you I mean you, you sort of chatted you know which I think is lovely um that that the, the company in is it Canary Wharf that are going to design the place around the tree I mean what, what how refreshing that is uh-huh. can, you, can you um maybe describe a, a, a place that you've worked on where you know maybe what the challenges were Um, and how you transformed it so kind of like you know what you know what it looked like before and and what you did that'd be that'd be really great just kind of give an example
1: yeah I can think of you go first
0: I'll go go I'll go first (laughs) Um,
2: it's interesting because a lot of the time that um you know when we're working with something and someone says oh you can you make our you know drab space nice and and that's what plants do they make their drab space nice so it doesn't need to be any project or any particular space is that 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 now is 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 the finishing touch so um this was sort of going back um about five years ago uh we we won a, a large contract at, at sky in west london and although it wasn't a drab space it was a space that was um That planting was going to be the crucial element of the space, so what they wanted to make sure about is that they had planting everywhere, it was a really innovative. um, design and um, and it was a massive massive project like huge it took us three months to install we had two people there on a regular on a Monday to Friday, you know full time basis, and then we'd have. Every other day um, when the plant deliveries arrived out there, we'd have sort of another six to eight people go out and sort of help install these plants. So it was um, that we had like a plant office where we had this space where we'd get the deliveries and put all the plants out. And then we'd basically follow the um, carpentry around. So when a piece got finished, we put plants in it. When a piece got finished, we put plants in it. And we're talking... um, I would have to say there's over 100 individual plants in, in this oh, building so um, it was it was one of those and the challenge was is sort of keeping up with the carpenters and getting mm. everything in so you sort of like got to do this got to do this got to do this and because they were building it so quickly um and also building building finishing off the spaces and i guess the good thing about it was in it was it happened in june sort of july time so usually on on projects we always try and if we're doing a big project like that we always try and encourage if it can be happening during sort of a warm months because usually places where there's construction there's they don't really really bother about the heating so the heating's off so um so we had yeah so they don't you know you don't really want the plants sitting outside in the in the heat because that will burn them but we also don't want them sort of sitting inside in somewhere that's you know absolutely freezing cold Mm -hmm. so we're very lucky that this project had a completion date of summer otherwise <laughs> otherwise it would have been a completely different story of how to you know store space and and and, and create a storage area and yeah. finish it off at the right time and the heating's going on in that space so um you know we it was just logistics was just a, a massive part of that to make sure that we didn't have anything sitting around doing you know, in the way of builders and or collecting dust and making sure that the dusty stuff was done first, and mm. and because dust is a big a big problem um, on jobs like a yeah. construction yeah. site, and you don't realise how much dust gathers and then you know you've got to go around and clean all the plants so they can behave how plants should behave and you know course, give, you, yeah. give you give you the oxygen otherwise um, they just suffocate so um but
1: I think just the scale of that project just how many plants there are and every sort of zone has got planting you know and in, in different ways and it's it's it, you've got areas where you can go and there's like islands of plants and and I just think the scale of it represents. You know even five years ago quite forward i'd say thinking project really oh
2: definitely forward thinking project
0: yeah i bet it I bet the transformation was fantastic but you know i mean i, I know bit, but i mean I imagine you know it's absolutely
2: you the, know <laughs> I think the transformation has actually happened more so since the five years on, because what they wanted was to sort of have these, they had areas called home zones and team zones and, um, and team working desks, so they, and they're always the areas that fill up. First. So you go in there at 10 o'clock in the morning, and all the desks that have plants in the middle or plants down the middle of them that have sort of their hot desk next to it are full. And all the desks that are away from plants don't have anyone sitting next to them. So you, you think, oh, okay, well, this is working. This is what they wanted. And this is, and this is this is biophilia, a, a very visual um, example of biophilia where people are drawn to wherever the plants are. So and and the visual effect of it five years later is that they really wanted to be very, and I really don't like using this word, but organic, um, <laughs> and sort of have plants sort of grow into mm-hmm. the structure. So they've got these white metal structures that sort of surround the kitchen areas, where we've got nice, beautiful skin that have that literally have sort of started climbing and growing, oh, and, and we have staghorn ferns that are absolutely oh, ginormous mm-hmm. and sort of hanging down into the space. And you, oh, you this is just such a beautiful space yeah. and. And have plants really thriving in, a, in an office environment so they, they have the correct light, they have the correct mm, water. They're
1: growing, they're so, it's not just aesthetic, is no, it? It's, it's, you know, We're they're, they're coming integral to that space. Yeah. Which I think
2: that's, is, yeah. yeah. So the transformation is really this long down the track, where just, yeah. and they like to let plants go and let them grow how they would in, in nature, um, where, you know, if you looked at us 18 years ago when we first started if we ever had our skin dapses growing this far away from the where it should be it'd be snipped off straight away <laughs> and all back into its nice straight mm, line so yeah so oh, it's yeah. just they just really love that sort of natural mm, flowing yeah. and how it's all growing and it just looks absolutely amazing
1: mm, what yeah. about yourself oh well I've done a project recently actually for um an international airport hotel okay. and I think just in its nature of the space outside the hotel, it's very concrete. It's yeah. very grey. You know, this is a, an airport, yeah. and the you know the hotel itself. It's very big, and it was, I guess, quite grey. <laughs> you it know, it's
2: very grey. Yeah, um, and, and the
1: dark, dark. Yeah, and the the designers involved, the architect and the sort of designer involved from from the hotel really, really wanted live planting. You know, it was kind of like, you know, if we want anything, it's live, live planting. Yeah. Um, and they had two areas in particular where they wanted this wow factor, um, you know, like a real impact. And they had an idea for, for some kind of sculpture, but they also said they would really love to have some four to five meter big trees. Wow. They, were, they came to us and they said, but we we can't do that, can we? And we were like, mm, you know. What, why, why not? not? <laughs> why not? And because, because, you know, you need drainage to go, you know, and this was in the center of the hotel, you know, you need drainage to go outside from from these trees. And we said, no, no, you don't. <laughs> um, so we sort of discussed with them how um, within the joinery, as long as there's um, a watertight container, which we usually use like a GRP material, we can build drainage within that that GRP um, liner. So we use a leaker uh, system at the bottom um, which is like a clay aggregate um, and then obviously the trees are planted uh, on top of that but we also have water meters and water pipes so that the the guys our team who go out and look after these trees know exactly what water is going in, what water is there, how much to water them going forward. If there is, you know, maybe sort of too much water, they can get the water out. So, you know, we, we reassured them on that front. But I guess our worry was the lighting because it was a a relatively <laughs> dark space yeah. for the type of tree that that you know the designer wanted the look of so um we actually started conversations with the lighting company who were doing the the refurb and the fit out and they said that they could put in full spectrum lighting bulbs spotlights over the trees yeah. um so they're in and they went for the trees instead of the sculpture which they were you know really really thrilled about and they're they're thriving so you know i think that was and it's it really transformed that area you go in and there is seating underneath the trees, and you you feel like you're in a park. There's underneath the trees as well, we've put some underplanting ferns. So it really has that kind of English forest feeling about it. Um, that was one of the areas.
2: And I think I think the lighting is, is a big key element here because mm. a lot of the time, you know, the designers and architects will come to us and say, yeah, we'd love a tree, we'd love this. And we'd say, well, we need this sort of lighting. And they said, well, we can't do that lighting because we need to have this because of the ambience of the space and et cetera, et cetera. So um, we were very surprised that a hotel said, yeah, that's fine. Um, if you guarantee the trees, we'll guarantee the lighting. And, I, and, we, and we thought, oh, okay, we've heard this before. <laughs> Uh, which we have, <laughs> yeah. uh, but but they, literally but we they came
1: came in and you know and they, they turn them down like because obviously trees in their natural environment don't have twenty four hours of a thousand lux lighting on them you know so they get their ambient lighting at night you know um, but actually I think natural light is good for us you know so I, I think it's good for people to be in you know sort of natural light anyway. Um, the other area that they really wanted this wow factor was in the restaurant and the designer had designed these really cool metal structures that were like pergolas um, that went over, they're about five meters tall and they went over the, the tables in the restaurant and they had um, electric light points in them. They're like right what live plants can we have hanging off these, these, <laughs> these points and We did go through some possibilities you know we want we where where we can we want to use live planting but we just came up against the problem that obviously a live plant needs a watertight container for its soil and the roots um, because obviously we need to look after it and keep watering it Um, and we thought maybe they were going to just skew the look of the structure a bit and and also just for the technicians to get to them, to water them. yeah, you need, you know, probably quite a big ladder. Scaffold. Scaffold. And, and, you know, they need to be looked after at least sort of, you know, once a fortnight. So so they came round to the idea of having replica planting. And um, in the end, what we did is used green, a mixture of green and variegated replica ivy garlands and bushes. And we 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 installed it so it looked like it was literally growing out of this structure. And because it's up high, I think you're not, and, and because the whole the whole hotel downstairs is just full of live planting, I don't think you go, you know, that's replica, yeah. you know, that's not real. Yeah. It just doesn't have that look. And 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 when you look up to it, it's so lovely to see green. It just naturally Relaxes you, yeah. de-stresses you, and makes it's, a real difference.
2: And it is that sort of, I guess, tricking of the mind where you do see a live planting at this level, and you touch it. Oh, that's real. So then you just assume that, that mm. that's growing out of this structure is actually, actually, um, live as well mm. because you don't you can't touch it. So therefore, you just assume that it is, that mm. it is live planting, and you don't think like us going, Oh, wonder how they're watering that. Wonder how wonder where the cells coming from. We start, you know, when we see yeah. that, we start questioning yeah. things where. But, you know, if you're, if you're a plant lover and you don't, you know, and, and but you don't really know the, the ins and outs of everything is you just, you'll just go, oh, that's a lovely plant. Yeah, you know, it's really right. good how they've done that.
1: And I just think also it's green, it, you know, and and this, how many stories high is this? It's six, uh, atrium? about
2: six stories inside. Yeah. So, so, so it's a very, huge, atrium. very, very,
1: very Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, I must say you walked in and I think oh. the overall transformation was the planting yeah. because you know, that is what I think really stands out when you go in. You know, yeah. everywhere you look, there's there's oh, some saying, form yeah. of green. Whether it's down low, whether it's in banqueting or sort of like the you know seats behind the banquets or or you know up high in these big structures. I think everywhere you look, you've got green. Um, yeah. Real transition. It's, it's I really
2: say, interesting.
0: Sorry, I it has such an impact, doesn't it? And I think as well in, in like in, a, in an airport hotel. Where I mean, you know, I'm I'm a seasoned traveler, and I'm I'm, I'm happiest. I'll uh, sit on a plane going somewhere, or on a train, or anything. But some people are scared of of, uh, of flying. So actually, being in an environment where we know that yeah, the elements and planting helps calm us and and reassure us. That's really nice to kind of help reduce those stress levels as well. So there's that's sort of a, a complete win 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 all, all around, really. Oh, definitely. I think Absolutely. so. And you do
1: walk in there, and especially when you get to the area where the trees are, and you. <sighs> You know i think yeah. you you feel you feel
0: relaxed you know yeah exactly i was sort of talking about plants then uh, <laughs> i, I know you have some there that you would like to show us Ooh. um so again if people are listening um and you and you've got this far <laughs> which I <hope> to have, <laughs> um do go on to uh, the journal of biophilic and check out this uh podcast and also if you're on uh youtube have a look at youtube because it'll be streaming on there as well so again look at the journal of biophilic design um so yeah so show us um which plants are good i kind of i did ask you that question beforehand so um i mean maybe your favorite plants or whatever
1: but yeah if you could just oh. share a with us oh well i've got one of my all-time favorites here do we have to describe it for those who can't see it
0: to have to do that. So all kind of yeah yeah exactly Oh, oh, where has
2: it gone? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, um, yeah this is yours, this, this is it? so weird
2: yeah. because Victoria's my favourite plant is the same plant. Yeah. And we started at the same time yeah. in
1: Yeah, I think we're born from the same age. i think we're I'm <laughs> the same age. And we with the same <laughs> age. No, you're a bit older than me.
2: All right. Yeah.
1: Um, I just had to put that one in. So this is the uh, Splenium Antiquum. Um, it's from the fern family. And oh, yeah. typically ferns... Um, especially like your boston fern can be a little i think they're, they're a bit diva aren't they in terms of their care um you have to sort of just be very on top of their watering and misting and and although this is a fern it's just so hardy and just so tolerant i mean it does like to be kept moist but it's also very forgiving if you don't you know if you're a bit of a forgetful waterer um I just love their leaves they're fantastic they the there's another variety called Osaka um I don't know if I put it up closer mm. um and the leaves are much more curly on the Osaka but um just as a I think a very tolerant easy good house plant this is this is your baby and I think also this is the one we used a lot of these and um this one I don't know if you can or, get this up so underneath now the trees yeah this is a flat, this is <laughs> oh a flabodian mm. blue star so we used a lot of these underneath the trees at oh, uh, the airport um, nice so, so it really gave it. you that sort of forest mm. floor look and they are ferns you know they grow at the bottom of the forest um mm. so they like dappled sunlight like to be kept moist but this is just a bit of an unusual fern it's very hardy intolerant so and that's my favorite they
2: do grow quite big so you see those in like tropical countries, like as a kid, I used to play inside of the centre of those in, in our garden. So that's how big okay. they can grow. You can actually jump in and out of them. Mm. They're absolutely amazing. And I think that's probably why, what might be one of my favourites because it reminds mm. me of being a kid and sort of, you know, playing it. I've not seen one that big yet. or not, yeah. Probably not one that I can not fit hit. in anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Not> after lockdown. <laughs> after lockdown, definitely not after yeah. lockdown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say as well, as you were holding them up, the, the, co- the contrast in, in the colorways, they're both the same spe- species, um, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, but um I, actually funny, I've got both of them on my up, up on my- uh, Ah, yeah. uh, uh, how do you find them? them? Yeah, well, the, the the one, I've forgotten what you called it, the Osaka one. The, oh, the, the antique, the, lighter, the Asplenium. Asplenium, yeah. The, the, uh, the, the lighter leaf one. um All the leaves fell off it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think I was watering it too much. And now I've shoved it on the top and I forget about it and now it's growing. So yeah. I don't know why, but anyway, it's- I thing. think
1: sometimes that's the best thing you can do with some plants is ignore them rather than yeah. over mollycoddle them because actually overwatering as we well know is is much worse than, than underwatering. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. But and what else have we got here? I
2: think what what I like to sort of you know remind people of um, when it comes to comes to plants, I said if you don't know what the plant is, have a Google of it yeah. and see the country that it's from. So if you see the country that it's from, that'll kind of give an indication of how much water it may need mm. because that's the sort of environment where it is so you know if you if you um googled a fern you'll see that they're sort of from a more tropical cu- country so if you google like a sense of era like the mother-in-law's tongue you'll see they generally um <clears throat> originate from more warmer countries so they don't need much water um, or, or sort of Mediterranean mm, sort of mm. thing so that's sort of my my big thing is like where is that from okay that country yeah i know a little bit about that country it's warm it's cold it's it gets cold at night mm. it's warm at night and that sort of gives me an idea of what the plant is and also connects me with it a little bit go oh you're from there that's nice yeah. you know i know where you're from i know i know where you i know where you were born yeah. um type thing so um this is one of my favorite
1: yeah.
2: this, this is a, a sense of era um, um or mother-in-law's tongue as people's commonly call it because it's got a pointy edge on on it and they assume I think all mother-in-law's have a pointy tongue so that's why I call it mother-in-law's tongue but i'm sure that's not the case um, so it's you know these, this is a, a really sort of a, 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 a stiff um, leaf but it's not very leafy if that makes sense it's they sort of um, and they come in lots of different colors and shapes and this one's a, a Laurentii or a Laurenti or however you wish to Laurenti. say it, Laurenti. Um, that has a green center with a yellow edge. Um, my, one of my favourite is the moonshine, which is more of a dusky gray, gray yeah. a grey colour. And um, but again, these are like a really beginner's plant. You know, you don't need to do anything with it. You can go on holidays and forget about it for two weeks. You know, Vanessa, you can travel the world and come back and it will still be alive. Uh, <laughs> um, and and, and the light levels as well. It's quite interesting that they can survive in bright light or they can survive a little really bit darker. Low, yeah. So they're a very versatile plants. So if you do have a space at home um, that you're looking for sort of um, a, a hard-to-kill plant, um, you know, this is to go the one. To, Definitely. Because um, they literally don't need any water. And you, you can just wipe them. Um, the weird thing about these is that they're really high. Victoria mentioned earlier about the sort of NASA study that was done quite a few quite quite a few years ago. They're really high in in removing the VOCs and the toxins from the air as well. So they're a very a clean air plant, which mm. I find really weird because it I doesn't don't. have a leaf space. It's very thick leaf, like it wouldn't suck anything in. It's just it, I don't understand why, when you sort of see these, I've just got a stack of film here, which is another high, these two perform about the same yeah. on a, you know, clean air. VOT,
1: VOTs, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: But you think, well, how is that even possible? When you look yeah. at them, they're like, they're, it's like twins. It's like watching that movie with... Um,
1: oh, yeah. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito oh, and oh, Adam sure it yeah. Like, it's
2: literally, yeah. why, does it, why yeah. does it happen?
1: But these are pretty much the two top performers in removing toxins from, from the air and isn't this one the bedroom plant? Is They're a, really good for the bedroom yeah. and I think that's
2: another common misconception as well is that people don't like plants in their bedroom where mm. actually that's where you should have plants because mm. that's probably a really good space you know place for it especially when you're sleeping yeah, so.
0: yeah. I've got I've actually got five of those mother-in-law tongues in my bedroom and I've yeah. got a massive um film with a peace lily Outside yeah. on the hallway. So yeah. And I kind of and I'm having a great night's sleep since I put them in. It's like my breath yeah. clearer and and stuff. So yeah, it's kind of I tried it and it's it's kind of working. So it fun. yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: the NASA the- study. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really? And I love I love the analogy of the twins um film. <laughs> and it the really looked so different when you brought it up. It's really good. Um, I don't I don't want to say goodbye, but I, I'm going to ask this one final question I ask everybody and people who are listening will know um, if you could paint the world with this magic brush of biophilia, what would it look like?
2: Mm. I'm Go on. OK, I I would love to paint the world like Changi Airport in Singapore, where yeah. it's like literally lush green everywhere. Mm. There's um, there's water. There's green. There's this, you know, this this um, absolutely um, amazing looking space. You know, I'd like to, I, and I'd like to see that forward thinking happening in all sorts of planning and development in residential and um, sort of hotels and restaurants and offices and, and sort of um, and um, just have that design element of biophilia at the beginning. And 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 yeah, I'd love a chaining Airport everywhere.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I haven't been there. It sounds it's
2: beautiful.
1: Sounds absolutely amazing. Um, oh, I think I just like the idea of maybe this is not the world let's not start with the world let's start <laughs> with education settings healthcare settings you know I still think they are very slightly sterile environments um, and you know I think hospitals should have plants in them there should be adorned with plants I think And, you know, even pictures of plants or forests or whatever, you know, I think at the moment, they're just very, very sterile environments. And, you know, schools not so much. But I think that I don't think we've got into the benefits of what planting and biophilia can do for for the school education environment. I think we've talked a lot about it in the workspace. But I think, you know, I think schools and there have been studies about how you know, cognitive behaviour improves in students when there are plants around. Um, So I think let's start with healthcare environments and educational settings and, and get those, just transform, transform those spaces, make them more green, make them more natural and therefore more inspiring for, you know, future generations.
0: Thank you for listening to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast.